All right. Welcome to the Crossroads of Freedom podcast. This is your host, Zach Phillips. It's good to be with you all today. Uh, So every day of our lives, we are here to stand up and speak out in support and defense of freedom. Ladies and gentlemen, freedom is what makes us who we are as Americans. It's the reason that our country has a reputation that we have, our freedoms and liberties that we all enjoy are the reason that so many people have died to come here and have died for this nation. In this introductory episode, I want to cover what I call the four roads that lead to freedom, right? The name is the crossroads of freedom. So what are the roads that I'm talking about here? So I believe there are four pillars, if you will, that make up uh, the ingredients necessary to maintain the freedoms that we all enjoy. And those pillars are as follows, faith, family, individual liberty, and self-reliance. Where these intersect, you will find true freedom. And uh, the other mission, um, it may be the more primary mission, not just talking about things that pertain to those four, um, but what I really believe is our job as free thinkers who are allowed to freely exchange our ideas and uh, exercise our First Amendment right, our freedom of speech. Uh, We're here to ask hard questions. And as time goes on, we're going to do that. We're going to analyze things that are going on in the media, on the internet, uh, things that we see in real life. We're going to ask the hard questions and we're going to call it like we see it. If we see something's wrong, we're going to call it out. If we see something's right, we're going to call it out. And as time goes on, we're going to bring people uh, on board with us that are going to help us analyze these things, give us different perspectives and uh, help us to grow in our exploration and uh, journey of this life and the freedom that we have. I'm going to say freedom a lot this first episode. I'm going to say freedom a lot because it's very important. So let's talk about faith. So in Hebrews 11.1, uh, we read that faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. Some people call faith blind. But at the end of the day, when you truly believe in something, like my belief in God, in, uh, in a Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, it's not that I hope He's there. It's not that, you know, I wonder if maybe there's something out there and I, I have faith that, you know, it could be right. I truly believe because of the things that have happened to me in my life, the experiences I've had, and the miracles, and um, even little everyday miracles that I've seen, um, my faith is strengthened through those because I have never been let down by my God. And so when we say we have faith, um, we're not talking about a, a blind hope. We are talking about a confidence um, for that, that is the basis of the hope that we have within us. Um, Jehovah has had his hand on this nation since its, since its inception. Um, he has united and sustained us through every dark event in our past. There's never been a time where this world was spinning freely out of the control of God. He's always had his hand on it. Not in, not in a, 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 a cyber gamer or a uh, rather a, a great gamer of the universe where he controls us like like he's got an Xbox controller. No, he has given us free will and allowed us to make choices, almost like a choose your own adventure, where his will is going to come to pass. But the things we do in life, the more in accordance with his will that we live. Um, the more his plan uh, shows up in our lives and and, and the more um, smoothly things will go for us because we're living in accordance with his will. Um, It's the same thing for America. When America has been a nation of faith, God has blessed us. 
when America has been a nation that has turned its back on God, he's still chosen to bless us in many ways, but we are seeing and suffering consequences of being fallen sinful humans in this world. A lot of people would like to say that our country was not founded on Christian principles. You know, our founding fathers weren't really believers. They were DS, they were whatever. But at the end of the day, we know for a fact that many of our founding fathers had a strong belief in a uh, God and creator who um, gives us the natural rights that we have and, and from whom true freedom, uh, true freedom comes. In fact, uh, in the notes on the state of Virginia, uh, query 18, page 237, Thomas Jefferson says the following, God who gave us life gave us liberty. And can the liberties of a nation be thought secure when we have removed their only firm basis? A conviction in the minds of the people that these liberties are of the gift of God, that they are not to be violated, but with his wrath. Indeed, I tremble for my country when I reflect that God is just and that his justice cannot sleep forever. That a revolution of the wheel of fortune, a change of situation is among possible events, that it may become probable by supernatural influence. The Almighty has no attribute which can take side with us in that event. Unquote. What Thomas Jefferson was saying is that everything we have, all the freedoms we have, come from God, not to be violated except by his wrath. He trembles for his country when he reflects that God is just because he knows that God will not sleep forever watching the deeds of evil that so pervade our culture. Our belief in God as individuals and as a collective country guides and sustains us as we navigate this culture, which is quite literally in every way seeking to be as far removed from Christian principles as it can. Next, I want to touch on family. The nuclear family, that is a father and a mother and their children, are quite literally the core of this nation. For generations, traditions of liberty and independence, self-reliance and strength have been passed down from father to son. This is why fathers raising their kids and being present in their lives is so critical. Madison Cawthorn, the representative from North Carolina, was quoted recently saying, Our culture today is trying to completely demasculate all of the young men in our culture. They're trying to demasculate the young men in our country because they don't want people who are going to stand up, unquote. Fathers, you must raise your kids to stand up for themselves. So many parents beat or discipline all the rebellion out of their kids in the interest of having you know, quiet, obedient, respectful children. But then they bemoan a culture of pushovers who can't even order themselves french fries instead of broccoli with their dinner without having an anxiety attack or having someone else do it for them. Let alone... Uh, kids that can understand when their basic freedoms are being violated and then stand up for themselves against real world, real world pressure. I mean, guys, the, at the end of the day, there are people in this world that hate you and everything you stand for that would just as soon as see you dead in a ditch as they would living a happy family life. They, they hate everything about you because you stand so against uh, their agenda just by being who you are and believing what you believe. So, this is why masculine, peaceful fathers who understand the duty they have to raise sons and daughters and train them up in the ways of the Lord and the tenets of freedom are going to be the difference between their children standing up for their freedom and their individual liberty or living on their knees in absolute despotism. We are at a turning point in our culture. The family has been so destroyed and so torn apart and so belittled that now anyone who wants to be a stay-at-home parent or have a family or be a masculine father is looked at as, as bad or abnormal, and that's just so backwards. 
We have to see a return of our culture to a traditional nuclear family, a father living in his role, a mother living in her role, and together, by the grace of God, raising a family that will perpetuate liberty and true freedom and justice in this country. We've already talked about it a little bit, but let's get more specific about individual liberty. True freedom and true individual liberty is being able to say, my line is here on whatever the issue may be. My line is here. You come this far and no further and not letting anybody cross that line. If you can't say no to somebody, you are not truly free, despite what you're told and despite the uh, ideal in your mind of what, what freedom is. When someone says, if you don't get this vaccine, you won't have a job. Your family is going to be on the streets. So just do what we tell you. Just comply with us. That's not a choice and that's not freedom. If you can't say no, I'm not going to do this or yes, I am going to do this and have nobody stop you except obviously in cases of um, breaking just laws that were written and put into place by people who derived their uh, just powers from the consent of the governed, uh, then you're not truly free. In uh, plan of the Declaration of Rights, Thomas Jefferson said, liberty is the power to do everything that does not interfere with the rights of others. Thus, the exercise of natural rights of every individual has no limits, save those that assure to other members of society the enjoyment of the same rights, unquote. So that's just like saying, you know, uh, your freedom extends up to and touching the point where what you're doing or what you want to do would stop somebody else from doing what they want to do. Now, obviously, we're not talking in extremes here. We're talking about things like uh, a lot of Christians will say, oh, because I believe it is a sin for uh, homosexuals to be married or to basically to even exist. Therefore, we should make it illegal. Well, now you're treading on, on uh, sketchy ground because how can you say that you believe in true freedom if you were more than willing to stop somebody from doing something that affects you not at all? Uh, from doing what they want to do. Now you're affecting their freedom, regardless of what I think about it or what anybody else thinks about it at the end of the day. The fact of the matter is that as long as it's not being pushed on you, and as long as they're not stopping you from enjoying your freedom and liberty, which, I mean, there are plenty of, plenty of parts of that se segment of our culture that do this. But at the end of the day, you shouldn't give a shit who people fuck in their private homes. It does not matter to you one bit until it does. And at that point, the pendulum has swung back the other way, and now their lifestyle and the things they believe in, their ideologies are, try are, are encroaching upon you and yours and the way you want to try to live your children. We'll talk about that in future episodes, I'm sure. Um, and that's all well and good. But too many Americans rest on their laurels and just assume that the Constitution covers them. Just assume that the Constitution is this arch of protection um, that, oh, the constitutional, it, it'll save us at the end of the day. You know, it, they can't do anything that's unconstitutional. Guys, they're doing it right now. The Constitution has been cast to the wayside, just like belief in God. Liberty has an expiration date. As soon as good men stop striving for it and stop defending it, the fade out of liberty begins. I'm going to quote Thomas Jefferson again. He said, the tree of liberty must from time to time be watered with the blood of patriots and tyrants. And he said that, uh, because they were facing a, a time in the world where um, they had to stand against 
what was referred to as absolute despotism. And oftentimes, sacrifices are made to preserve that liberty. As men, our job is to stand in the gap. The only individual liberties that we'll continue to enjoy are the ones who we're willing to defend with our blood, sweat, and tears, just like those who went before us. Fortunately, and we'll touch on this in future episodes as well, the Constitution has given us every legal means to restore our country to her former glory. To truly make America great again in a way that's not a trope. In a real, genuine, literal way. And in fact, we're going to go further than our previous generations did. Because we haven't always been... Uh, perfect. America has many flaws. Nationalism is not a is not a bad thing, but when it crosses into the realms or beyond the realms of patriotism, into the realms of my country can do no wrong because we're the best thing ever, it's just not true. There are lots of blights in the history of America, and that's a consequence of it being a country made up of people with a, a sin nature. I mean, we're fallen humans. We're never going to be perfect, and there's a lot of evil that America has perpetrated but more people are willing to die to come here and die to defend the principles that we were founded on than any other country in the world ever. And as you look around us, or as rather, as we look around us in the culture right now, we see our countrymen asleep at the wheel, if you will, willing to trade away their birthright of freedom for an illusion of peace and safety that's been shown to them by a plethora of uh, sections and sects of media that they don't have your best interests in mind, and they tell you what they're told to tell you. So they tell you you're a free country while simultaneously taxing you at insane rates, uh, making unconstitutional laws, enforcing unconstitutional mandates, and generally pretending like the, the boundaries that were put in place to keep government from doing exactly that don't exist. Individual liberties to be free from the tyranny of the collective mind and the collective will is one of the biggest things that America has that other nations don't. In fact, it is one of the things that makes America more unique than any other nation in the world throughout history. If we let that go, willingly or unwillingly, we too, in principle, will topple like every other empire throughout the ages. We cannot allow that to happen. And so you're probably at this point wondering, okay, well, that's all great. How do we do that? You know, how do I as an individual get to a point where I can stand up and help others stand up and, and resist without painting a target on my back or um, or jeopardizing my, my family? And you know what? Sometimes there isn't an option. Sometimes you have to put things in jeopardy to stand up for what you believe. John Adams said, quote, always stand on principle even if you stand alone, unquote. And I'm sure that's been said by many people throughout the ages. I mean, Edmund Burke said all that's required of uh, for the triumph of evil is for good men to do nothing. But here's the key. Here's the key to escaping the maze that our culture has created for us. Self-reliance is the fourth pillar. Americans have a history of standing on their own. And sometimes standing on their own meant standing together as a, as a nation, as a people, right? But um, individual Americans have always been very uh, self-reliant, independent people that could handle the things that came their way. I mean, we literally started out that way. We started out as a group of uh, individuals who traveled across an ocean in a day and age when ocean travel was extremely dangerous and slow and you know not as sure as it is right now. You jump on a plane, fly seven hours, and you know you're in Hawaii, depending where you left from, and 
Like, that's all well and good. But at that time, it was a huge undertaking. And they didn't have a support structure when they got over here. They didn't have anybody. They, they you know, there were the natives in the land, and that's a whole other topic. But, you know, we we had to be able to rely on ourselves uh, at that time for, for food, for clothing, for shelter, for literally everything we needed. We had to have the ability to create all of that essentially from nothing or from, a, you know, a, a few mater- materials and tools and the stuff that was provided for us in the land. Um, we see that that same spirit of self-reliance in the Revolutionary War. You know, for, for much of it, um, we didn't have backup. I mean, later, you know, you had uh, you had the French come in and back us up, and uh, so we did at some point have support. But I mean, individual Americans, Minutemen, were were the ones that were equipping themselves and, and providing their own arms and food and supplies to stand up against the tyrannical government that was in place at the time, the British Empire. If these people didn't have the ability to do that, we wouldn't have a country today. And, and after the country was established, you know, 50, 60, 70, 100 years later, there were people traveling across a country that was mostly undiscovered and in a lot of time, in a lot of cases, very hostile, uh, both environmentally and uh, from the native people and the wild animals and stuff like that. Um, and they had to be able to defend themselves, to provide for themselves. Uh, to keep themselves healthy, those people could do anything and everything when it came to supporting themselves. I mean, a, a modern example is, is our Second Amendment, right? The reason that we're not in the same position as Australia right now, and I'm, I'm recording this in uh, November of 2021, um, is because we have a Second Amendment that basically says, hey, we can protect our own damn selves. Sure, at some point, people before us gave a monopoly on violence to the state, but at the end of the day, here and now, in the moment, I have the authority to defend myself, and I have the capability and the tools necessary to do that. For our forefathers, they had to self-rescue, man. Nobody was coming for them. And again, we find ourselves in that same position. Nobody's coming. It is up to us to stand up for our nation, to look tyranny in the eye and say this far and no further and push back again this is not calling for violence but we need to push back culturally against the evil ideologies of communism and all of the other things that go along with that um, that agenda that's being pushed so hard in America right now we there is no other country that's going to come help us everyone else is already way beyond where we're at we're the most free people in the world right now Um, as far as developed nations go. Um, But most modern Americans rely on someone else or subscription service for everything from food to maintenance on their car. Hell, most people can't even navigate around their own town where they live and have lived for years without a GPS. We can't make ourselves well without modern pharmaceutical companies. We can't maintain strength without going to a, a gym. I mean, even the trends people follow on social media are borrowed from other people. Someone had a thought, and they, and now there's a, a million and a half people doing it, or more, just because they saw somebody else do it. Independent thought is becoming more and more rare. And if you can't think, how can you live? If you don't have the capability to rely on yourself and your tribe without the nanny state to protect you or other modern conveniences and services, you can never expect to be truly free because you will always rely on somebody else for the things that you need in your day-to-day lives. In closing, without these roads to freedom, 
we're going to lose our way as we seek to navigate a culture and a world that hate us and everything we stand for. It is imperative that every man, woman, and everything in between, if that's you and you're listening to this, know what faith, family, individual liberty, and self-reliance mean to you. Those things are critical to maintaining and regaining our culture. Because here's what's going on. As time marches on, the wolf that prowls at your doorstep and keeps marching this agenda of peaceful slavery, tyranny, and a culture that loves evil and death, it's marching it forward and it's going to dump it in the laps of your children. It is essential that as free-born American men and women, we rise and stand in defense of that which we love, that we raise our children to do the same. Decide where you stand and hold that line. That's all for this first episode, guys. I'm, I'm uh, definitely going to enjoy this project as it goes on. Uh, please feel free to reach out to me on Twitter at Libertas et Fides. It's uh, Latin for liberty and faith. Um, be, f- uh, be sure to uh, subscribe and share this podcast. I, I really want to grow this thing. I really want to have conversations with you. Um, and I want to talk about the things that are affecting our culture so bravely. Truly, nobody is coming, and it's up to us. So let's be the lighthouse. Let's be that strong arm and that strong back in support of liberty. Let's exercise our right to have our faith. Let's build, grow, and strengthen our families. Let's enjoy our individual liberties to the fullest and be able to rely on ourselves for everything that we need.